0: What's going on, Suns fans? Justin here, and with me, as always, is my podcasting partner, Paul. Heyo! And welcome to this episode of Fanning the Flames, your one and only Phoenix Suns podcast that is made for the fans, that is you guys. By the fans, that is us. As always, intro and outro music is provided by Oceans Over Airplanes. Check them out over at OceansOverAirplanes.com You can give us a follow on Twitter i'm at so says j paul is at dervish of World. i don't know why i said it for you but i did and the pod is at phantom flames nba there you go there you go i had I almost screwed that one up <laughs> almost but you didn't so that's all that matters <laughs> mm-hmm. and this week like last two, weeks, free, 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 free. two two what what's that you don't know the jamaican like air horns You really thought that I would recognize that off of what you just did? Okay, you can stop now. Like, never do that again. Okay? Deal? Deal. And, like, like our last episode that didn't get published because it sounded horrible, we'll have another road show today. We're coming at you from the... Spring Hill Suites in downtown Phoenix, Arizona, because we've got our boy Roth in town. A you lovely can, establishment. You can also catch him on Twitter at, get this, underscore. It starts with an underscore. That's right. It starts with an underscore. Underscore Rafael Rosa. That's a double F. R-A-F-F-A-E-L-R-O-S-A. And he's all the way in town from Australia. You might remember he joined us last year. Roth, what's up, buddy? Say hello.
1: Hey, guys. can you get closer to the mic.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Is it getting cozy wait, up
1: here? I would say, <laughs> say hello again.
0: <laughs> sit close to Paul. Pretend like you love him. Any rate, so we uh, just left the Suns Thunder game, which was fantastic for about three quarters. Three and a quarter quarters. Did did it get that far into the fourth?
1: Yeah, it was like an early timeout. I think I think three and three quarters quarters is is fair. Yeah, okay, all
0: right, all right. Paul, you should have him on the pod more often because should, he yeah. supports you. Yeah, I know that's rare. You very rare very rare rare in this realm it's like a unicorn somewhere it doesn't exist like you well you you're the unicorn you exist wait do i exist i don't know
2: you're from australia so i'm not so sure about that one i did hear that we don't (laughs) exist so i
0: also heard that apparently it's summer in australia right now that's weird i this never registered with me before No. no never never how do you have christmas in summer Santa's wearing like swim trunks does, does Santa wear swim trunks in so, Australia
1: so the, so the, the, the uh, I guess the um, I feel like we're
0: never going to talk about the sons of this pub, but go on <laughs> no, I, was, I just want to tra- hear about Australia
1: the, the tradition uh, like uh, I'm sure someone will correct me but the um, the localized version of some Christmas carols involves wearing singlet shorts and thongs um <laughs> Like, uh, hold on, let's hey, let's flip clarify. Flops. Let's flip flops. okay, thank you. Flip flops, Oops. yep. Sorry, board hey, hey,
2: shorts and a tank top. <laughs>
1: whatever, whatever floats your boat. Thong, much, thong, yeah. fine. But if you want to say it like a local, it's single shorts and thongs. So imagine that—that's your Christmas. Hmm. Instead of being rubbed up around a fire, you're trying to stay cool in air conditioning, wearing as little clothing as possible. Uh, my mind continues <laughs> to get blown by all of this. I, I really,
0: it, it's I can't register this right now. I cannot. That, that,
1: that's like imagining
0: like fourth of july but like bundled up it that is that seems less mind-blowing to me than christmas wearing (laughs) to quote as little clothing (laughs) as possible um well you know I, i was actually having a conversation with a client today who's primary business in australia and we have this very conversation and i i said well maybe santa wears the hat and the pants and the jacket and all that shit because you know Altitude when he's flying, it's cold up there, so he's got to stay warm, right? Right. Or maybe it's just one of those suits he's trying to lose weight. Oh.
1: So it's making
2: himself sweat.
0: Hmm.
1: See, I thought it was like the warm-up jackets that the NBA players wear. it tears like, them off
2: when he gets into the sun. Tears atmosphere. them off, but
1: it's like that dry-fit fabric. So once you get down into like the atmosphere, you get a little bit of breeze coming through. You feel fine.
0: All I know is in Australia, apparently and Santa's sexier. Really bad. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So. Yeah. Sun's podcast, that's right. So. Holiday edition. Uh, holiday <laughs> edition. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a holiday. I've got, maybe maybe when I post this, I'll make like, the little player red and green instead of, although I guess it's after Christmas. You see if
2: we can change the font so it looks all like...
0: You know, like most things we do, we're late because it's after Christmas and we're talking yeah. about Christmas. But, hey, whatever. It, hey, it's it before New it Year's.
2: It's still in the holiday window. It just right. felt natural.
0: It, it felt it felt right. If it felt right, it was right and it is right. Hmm. And Write that down, kids, because that's now a saying in my warped, warped mind. So, guys, who wants to first give some thought, thoughts about the Suns game tonight? Good, bad, ugly, ugly. The last three fourths of the fourth quarter, but I feel like there were some positives. I mean, there There's have been a positives. Lot of positives. I mean, since the last time we recorded, which was like seven weeks ago, it's been a, it's been a good. Seven the Suns weeks. are what five? No, okay, it wasn't seven weeks, but uh, over the last eight games, I think the Suns are what five and three. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, since getting rid of that, as Gambo calls him, that bum Ariza. Well, I mean, you say that like you're pessimistic or not agreeing with. I Gambo. don't know.
2: I don't know. Sometimes I wonder how much of what Gambo says is Suns propaganda.
0: The Suns are 5-3 and three since Aries is gone. I'm not,
2: I'm not saying that him being gone isn't a good thing because clearly letting the young guys run the show and just do their thing, save for Jamal Crawford, seems to be working. He's young at heart. He is. He's, he still breaks some ankles. Usually, like, older players' ankles. but
0: Ankles are ankles. <laughs>
2: they are. But um anyway, oh, yeah. um, go finally like accepting that, that, you know, we don't need these older vets that are like an older vet who's still kinda in his prime, great. An older vet who like wants minutes and kinda isn't producing anymore.
0: Eh. Right, and and you know, from my perspective, it's it's less about the production of vets; it's more about whether they're engaged and what they're there for. And obviously, Ariza was brought in expecting to produce, but at the same time, there's no doubt that he was brought. In. Well, first of all, he's brought in by McDonough, so right old regime. But that being said, the 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 at least part of the purpose for him coming in still exists, and that is to provide some leadership to a young group of guys. But if he's going to suddenly become a player who isn't exactly providing that type of positive energy that positive leadership, malcontent, cancer, whatever you want to call it. There's no benefit to him being around. And you know, that kind of flows right into that trade and them getting rid of Austin Rivers. My I spent all day for that 77 not even 36 hours yeah that he was on the team Talking myself into Austin Rivers being on the Suns, and when he got released, I was like, Oh, thank god, I don't have to do this anymore because I fucking hate that guy. I hate that guy.
1: Well, we were just saying before we're talking about Austin Rivers, I was worried that we were gonna end up like convincing ourselves that he could play point guard, which would be the absolutely the worst thing. And I was watching him play in the Rockets last night, he can't, still can't hit a three. So, like, that, that's exactly what we need. We need guards who can shoot threes, and that is really not what we needed. So I'm glad that we got rid of him.
0: You know what? Yeah. I'm, I'm like, 5'8", like, 160 pounds. If my dad was a coach in the NBA, I could probably make him in the NBA, too. But guess what? My dad isn't, so I don't. That's why Austin Rivers is in the NBA. And that's he's gotten better. He's gotten better. Oh,
1: absolutely. He's actually a really good defender. Yeah. But,
0: but, I, ugh, ugh, ugh. It's like LeBron, Russell Westbrook austin rivers for me as far as people in the nba that i despise
2: wow I, i that that surprises me that austin rivers is that high on that list i understand him being on that list but and i feel like you dropped a lot between lebron and westbrook but only a little bit with rivers i feel like didn't westbrook
0: move up the ladder a little bit tonight yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, Russell West... Okay, Paul, when I... when I And for, for those who... Obviously, this is not a visual show. It is. So, it's an audio podcast. So, I, I, I put my hand in the air for LeBron. About head height. About head height. Dropped it to about, what, chin height? Chin height. For Westbrook. And then dropped it to, what, like, lower neck height? Maybe. For, for Rivers. So, that was not my intent. But they fall in that order. And... Perhaps, though, if I had to actually break it down, probably be more head height for LeBron, maybe eye height for Westbrook, and then, like, lower neck height for Rivers. Got you. Got is you. That, is that clear? That we're clear. That's, is, is this useful for everybody listening?
2: I yes. hope so. Now, where do, you, where do you fit Trevor Ariza in
0: there? You know, I, I I'm don't— I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. I'm kidding. We don't need to go there. <laughs> I, I mean, I can. I, I don't have anything against I, yeah, guy. Yeah, I don't have anything against guy either. Like, he wanted to play minutes? Fine. He wants to play minutes. I, I, you know, if somebody was paying me fifty million million to suck at something, I would probably just go ahead and suck yeah. and not say a damn word about it.
2: Yeah, especially, I mean, th- that was like the risk that they took with that contract. I mean, they sucked up all their cap space for one contract, essentially for one contract on a, hey, if this works out and we're competitive, great. If it doesn't, it's tradable. Which is exactly what they did,
0: and at the end of the day, no matter what they did with it, it wasn't going to affect next year's cap space. Exactly. It still well, it could. It still, it still, it still won't if yeah. they so choose. But Kelly Oubre, right? I feel like has shown reason Some for maybe and those eyes, keep, those
2: dreamy, the dreamy eyes, eyes.
0: The 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 bone structure is phenomenal. The tattoos. Yeah, I still okay. I maybe and maybe maybe somebody out there can give us a little clarity here. Paul and I were having a debate during the game today, Tre- Trevor a reason. Kelly Oubre has the not often seen leg sleeve. Yeah. And Paul believes that somewhere in his inner thigh, we don't need to get into why Paul was looking at his inner thigh, <laughs> but is a is a is a misfit skull tattoo. Yes. I agree there's a skull tattoo. I feel like it's not the misfit skull tattoo though.
2: I'm pretty adamant it's the misfit skull. Fair.
0: You can be adamant all you want. You also think AirPods are dumb, which is crazy, but point being, anybody out there who might maybe have further insight, maybe has taken a closer look at said tattoo, mm-hmm. I'd be happy to hear any sort of insight they might have, because if it is a Misfit Skull tattoo, more power to them. I want to know his favorite I'm into that. Oh, me too. <laughs> like, if Kelly Oubre is into punk music, he's officially my favorite player in the NBA. Well,
1: didn't he wear, um, he wore spiked shoes to his draft day? Um, It's probably his drop day shoe. So that might just be an extension of like a, you know, like a color with spikes and spiked hair. He might just be projecting like a different punk vibe with his fashion.
0: That's actually a fair point. I'm now looking up up Kelly Oubre punk right now. I know he's
2: super into fashion, which is kind of anti-punk, but um, I mean, then again, I mean, if he made that kind of money, I think a lot of punks would be kind of into fashion too. That's right.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, for (laughs) sure. I I now I looking. I that say up, that
2: now as I remember, I went to a Blink One Eighty Two concert and Mark Hoppus was wearing dicky shorts. Is that <laughs> not fashionable? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he makes a way more money than Kelly Ubre does.
0: <laughs> oh. I I when I googled Kelly Ubre punk, one thing that came up was he's a punk ass bitch. I disagree with that <laughs> opinion. But
2: is that a Washington Wizards those, fan? Those
0: those are some pretty sweet shoes. Roth just brought up. A picture of Kelly Oubre's draft day shoes. Those are incredibly spiked shoes. I like them. I used to wear studded belts. I still wear studded belts every now and then, just for the record. Anyway, so Suns game. Yeah, yeah. We're, what,
2: 15 minutes in and said three words on it? 12-49. Anyway. Anyway. I thought it was I thought it was through 3 and a quarter quarters it was a really competitive game and to be honest I was like I was watching that quarter I wasn't really looking up at the scoreboard cuz we had Justin got us some pretty nice seats that doesn't really didn't really have a good angle for the scoreboard but then I looked
0: up be talking about it was like right up. It was like you had to look. We had
2: to tilt oh, I'm our. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You were sitting so close. You had to lift your chin
0: higher to see the scoreboard. Yes. My bad.
2: It wasn't in the eye line of looking at the at the court. I hate you right now,
0: Paul. <laughs>
2: Why you got us nice seats? I'm thanking you for it.
0: <laughs> that was a thank
2: you. Yes. God, I
0: feel bad for your wife. <laughs> anyway. I, I was watching. Anybody game. who doesn't like when we ramble about random shit is gonna hate this episode. going <laughs> be,
2: like, be like the worst episode of the season for the, those people. The
0: good thing is they probably already turned the shit off by now, A long
2: so long time ago. But anyway. I Outside was,
0: of the scoreboard angles, what'd you think, Paul? I, I was like,
2: this game's still going competitively. I'm like and then I looked up and like, oh shit, how are we down fourteen? And it was just I I was really confused after that point. And then I realized, oh yeah, they're just not hitting shots anymore. But it it be prior to that, they were playing really well. I mean, they were very competitive, and I I feel like the the end score of the game did not belie the competitiveness of the game up to the last twelve minutes.
0: Yeah, because I mean, it, it wasn't just they weren't just you know competing. They were they were leading by I mean, three at the end of the yeah. third. Um, they,
2: they led by more than that at certain points i think I, the highest lead was what, 7 or 8 something
0: like mm-hmm. that yeah mm-hmm. and and you know you think about it too uh, booker tonight not the greatest the stats st- the sheet looked fine when you look at you know points rebounds assists yeah, he, yeah, he went for 25 10 and 7 numbers, 10, yeah. 10 assists 7 rebounds but he only shot 8 for 22 he came out really cold i feel like that first really quarter he just man. missed everything except for when he got fouled and made the three free throws yeah. Um but you know when you take into consideration obviously also OKC didn't have Paul George right. um but when you take into consideration the fact that the Suns really didn't play all that well the fact that they were at the end of the third quarter up by 3 again is positive. Podcast sure. of optimism, my friend. Podcast. We're not going to change that. We'll never change that. Never ever ever. I in fact still like Robert Sarver. I'll say it. I do.
1: Can I can I just um Oh hey Ralph you're I just here. Yeah, that optimism. So Paul George wasn't playing Terrence Ferguson started in his place and played 6 minutes. And I saw a tweet saying he was out for the rest of the game with a stomach illness or something. So, so, so Abdul Nader came in and played oh. 33 minutes tonight. Um nba.com is telling me he was averaging 1.1 points per game, 0.9 rebounds and one assist and he he ended up scoring 18 and 5 rebounds tonight. N- n- not great, Bob. <laughs> not
0: not great, Bob.
2: So I'm wondering if the, that OKC okay, Thunder team had they had a bad team dinner last night because we were seeing a bunch of guys go back to that locker room frequently. <laughs> right, Steven
0: yeah. Adams at least like three, three times. times, maybe four times in the game, went back to the locker room. And uh, uh, two other players, maybe three other players, at one point or another in the game went back to the locker room. And I've been to a lot of games in my life. I've watched a lot of games Not in my life. Frequently. I don't remember seeing that type of thing happen so we don't need to think about the fact that maybe food poisoning is running through them too because again that doesn't help with the whole optimism thing yeah but 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 ergo ergo what roth what about you man what did you think about the game tonight i mean you're all the way from australian australian australia brisbane <laughs> not brisbane, brisbane as i learned last year That's brisbane nice. what'd you think man i mean uh, you traveled halfway across the world it's an 18-hour time difference you, I learned you, the other day. You left
2: the beautiful, sunny Australia
0: to come to this sunny like, week December. in
2: Phoenix. Oh,
0: it's so cold today. <laughs> I was
2: going to say, is this isn't this is normal, right? We get about two, three weeks at most. All right, I mean, it's 41
0: degrees right now. That's weird.
2: Not this time of year. That's
0: get, like, like I said, been, you get like two,
2: that's three that's weeks, it. and then it's like... Beautiful.
0: Oh, yeah, right. until, it, until it gets over 100 degrees, and then it's just. All right, not dead. the Weather Channel. Basketball, we're <laughs> off. Go ahead, dude. Um,
1: we were speaking about this before, but Aiden was really active early on. I was really like watching that. We had a couple of putbacks and lobs. That was that a was lot really... of putbacks and lobs. Yeah.
0: I feel um, like he had like five dunks through the first half.
1: Yeah, it was. It was five dunks in the first, first quarter, quarter, and then yeah. he didn't do anything else. And I think TJ Warren hit maybe, he definitely hit two threes in the first quarter, which was really nice to see. Just straight away catch and shoot. shoot we call, shots, we, call
0: him, we call them three J now. Three J, three J. All right,
1: yeah, sorry. I don't get the local radio hits here. So,
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no not everybody. I'm just okay. like us, this and maybe, <laughs> like, maybe. I think. Do we do we determine that Espo came up with that? Maybe I'll have to ask him. One of the guys in the solar panel. Yeah, Espo seems like seems it. like yeah. Espo. Yeah. yeah. So anyway,
1: go on. But uh, to continue with the uh, optimism thing, um, I probably just to say the the one thing that I I did really like to see tonight was that they were actually trying like. Like the the whole game, and even though even though they went through that little bit of a rough spell in the, at the start of the fourth quarter, like they were actually putting effort in to to keep the game going. So many times earlier this season. There have been games where they'll lose it within the within the first quarter, mm-hmm. um, and, then they just
2: coast. and then they
1: coast, and then have it just they're fighting a twenty point deficit the whole game. So it was good to see them well get ahead, obviously, but but you know trail and keep up with with the team. I mean, Russell was incredible tonight, Russell Westbrook. Um, they they had nothing to stop him. He was just blown by everyone, but it was good He's to see. He's fast. He's, He's like really fast. Yeah, even in person, just that first step. You, you, mm-hmm. even watching him, you don't yeah. see that
2: Changing into the orange shoes, I think, helped. It just like made him like super well, that,
1: speedy. So that was the other controversy of the game.
0: What the <laughs> fuck was that? <laughs> yeah. Who changed? I, I'm sorry, Ralph. You said you, you I think this it is might common. have been the
2: strap. That might have been that strap thing. Must be broken. But
0: right? why wouldn't he change it like during the game if the uh, strap's broken? Because everyone else was going back to the locker room. Locker room. Locker room. I, I, I've, I, and maybe I don't pay enough attention to shoes. I feel like I've never noticed that somebody actually changed their shoes at half I mean, It also could be because the dramatic difference in shoes. I mean, those are, like you said during the game, Paul, highlighter orange shoes. So those are yeah. obnoxious. And I, you know, I, want, I, I like the fact Zach that. Zach Harper would like them.
1: Zach Harper would definitely like
0: them. I like, I, I don't, <laughs> I, I, I'll agree with you guys because I don't, I apparently Zach Harper's a sneaker guy. Yes. Well, well, Shane McMahon's a sneaker guy. I know that much. Does that, yeah?
1: Of the WWE? Of the, the WWE. WWE
0: oh, he's a huge sneaker guy. I feel like that's I might a, become a sneaker guy. I like I feel like I need something to do now.
1: That's a deep pull.
0: Yeah, they will go with man. sneaker guy. Yeah, the guy who like couldn't find
1: shoes tonight.
0: Yeah, I wore flip-flops. <laughs> it's forty degrees because I couldn't find a pair of shoes. The only shoes I found speaking of flip flops. Speaking of speaking of, my, speaking of Kelly Ubre being in a punk were my checkerboard slip-on vans that are about a decade old and are terribly uncomfortable because all the plastic around the heel has be, has become like jaded and just jams into my foot. I put them on and I'm like, no, this is not gonna work. Yeah, because you were gonna wear socks with them. Ugh, fuck socks, Ugh, <laughs> worst. Anyway, anyway, basketball.
1: <laughs> Suns basketball. I just want to say, I feel like PJ Tucker is is it, was a it is a big sneakerhead, and I don't know if he ever did this with the Suns, but I'm pretty sure there has been games where he's changed shoes at halftime. And he might have changed shoes at the quarter. Yeah, it was, yeah that's true. He
2: also played a game in Yeezys, which I I feel like <laughs> was is like a travesty to basketball because, one, all Yeezys suck. H- hot yep. take there, but I have not seen a single pair of Yeezys that I find I that think, I would ever wear. I don't think it's a hot take. When you say
0: they suck... They're like, ugly as shit. Okay, but... Like, what, like, are they doable for basketball players? Like, Are they comfortable? Do they provide good arch support? I don't think do they, they provide, provide ankle
2: support? support. Ankle support. They do not look like... They provide ankle support. They look like like busted ass Clark Wallabies.
0: You are saying so many things right now <laughs> that I don't understand.
1: Yeah, what's a Clark Wallabies? Oh, I'm going <laughs> <laughs> from Australia. You don't know what a Wallaby is? Yeah, a cl- you said a Clark Wallaby. I thought it was like some sort of shoe. It is a shoe. Yeah, I'm I looking wall- it, You guys know what a Wallaby is, but we don't wear them on our feet.
0: <laughs> we are officially just talking about random shit now, and I love it. I love it. I learned about Clark's Wallabies from Wu Tang, so
1: wow the breadth of knowledge that we're drawing up <laughs> on now is so diverse
0: so this is a Clark's Wallaby what the fuck <laughs> oh it man. looks like it looks okay. like a like a like, like an early version of a Doc Martin yeah it's
1: like a, yeah. yeah it's like the it's before like they the, decided to put you know the pre-frontier shoe version.
0: strings in it shoe strings shoelaces shoe, shoe strings <laughs> now am making words up too mm, why not you could
1: go for some fries right now mm,
0: I am kinda hungry mm, quesadilla so, anybody else want to talk about
1: the Suns? No, I don't think there was... I don't have really that much else to say, like, on that, on the game. Oops. I'm... Well, we haven't potted
2: in a while, so is there anything we want to talk about the Well, I mean, we, we, we went through the
0: Rivers stuff, <clears throat> the trade. Yeah, you know, let's, uh, Here's one thing about the trade. And I had a buddy of mine after the trade happened and after they released um, Austin Rivers. He texted me and goes, What the hell? Why would they... Put all that money into Trevor Ariza, then trade him, and then release one of the guys that they traded him for. And I kind of looked at my phone, thinking, "This guy knows about sports. Why is he asking me this question?" Because I think it's pretty clear. I mean, those are Yeezys. Does that look safe to be on a basketball court? Those look like my my oldest daughter has gotten into like fashion. She got a sewing machine for Christmas. All this stuff. She like creates things. She's eight. I feel like she might make a pair of shoes for me one day and they would look exactly like that.
2: Like, they they look like the car Homer designed in the Simpsons if it were a shoe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I get you and I feel you and I like that. Well, it's like they they took like a like a shoe sole and then took a t-shirt and just like bundled it up and like stapled it on there. And Put a scrunchie around there. Scrunchie's a good 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 observation.
1: Kanye's not litigious, is he?
0: <laughs> These are all factual statements. We're just observing.
1: Insane, we're, we're there's
0: defamatory. nothing defamatory about this. Okay? Just saying.
1: will well, you on that. But hey,
0: Kanye, bring it, bro.
1: <laughs> I'll stay out of that We one. know he listens, right? <laughs> he listens.
0: I'll tag Watching him. I'll ta- I'll tag him. Holy
2: shit. He, he's a Closet Suns fan. He's from Chicago. He's a Closet Suns. fan. Him fans. and Jonah Hill. He just really hated, like, Jordan. Because he's just like... I don't like these winners. I like this Charles Barkley guy and just got really into the- Are you calling sons. Charles
0: Barkley a loser? He didn't win a chip. Yeah, did that make him a loser per se? No.
2: <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> Paul called Charles Barkley a loser. Oh well, like, his son's pulling. <laughs> unbelievable. Who's next? Steve Nash? Are you gonna attack him now? Maybe. Okay, that's weird.
2: Do you mean another couple of drinks, maybe?
0: <laughs> Let's do it. i am down. <laughs> um no, but I mean, like said, my buddy asked me that, and I'm just like, dude, the, the trade makes total sense. Austin Rivers is... Nobody's interested in him playing on the Suns. Kelly Oubre is an intriguing piece. Yeah. And at the end of the day, if the Suns don't like Oubre, they don't have... To, I mean, he's in a contract year, too. Yeah. They can let him walk, and we're right where we were when we signed Ariza right. in terms of cap space this upcoming offseason. So, so my, my thing about that trade,
2: and this is probably... Been talked about on other pods. But it's just interesting that at the end of the day, when in the original trade that fell through, the Suns weren't getting Oubre, but then when it was redone, that's the one player the Suns kept. Right. My theory is on this that Washington wanted picks or something in addition to a for the Suns to take on, the Suns to get Oubre as well. They couldn't provide those picks. They got a third team deal. That's where Memphis came in, gave lesser players to the Suns that the Suns were willing to accept, and to then and then gave picks back to um, Washington for Ubre. But then when the deal fell through, Wash like the t- Washington was like, "Well, shit, we gotta get this deal done. We'll s- suck it up and accept it without those extra picks that we wanted." Because
0: we want Trevor Reza so bad, because our team is on the brink of. M- winning a champion i don't know that trade from from the Supposedly wizards a perspective really good locker room guy clearly
2: and to be honest, the, the suns players said they really liked him there like they were very what are they going to
0: do come out and be like yeah he was a dick
2: no, they, they could have not said anything like yeah i wish him well yada 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 but they're like
0: no he was like but if you get asked a question you're not going to you're not going to answer it like that because then you're obviously sending a negative connotation out there
2: yeah, I mean, I know they know how to play the game from, from a media standpoint, but they're not gonna be like, "Oh yeah, he's the greatest thing since, since sliced bread." Do they say
0: that? I'm confused now.
2: Th- there's a way to not say, "Oh yeah," I just dis- I hated the guy, but not say, "Oh he," you know, he was like a really crucial part of our locker room. I think they lean more towards the he was a really good part of the locker room. he then like, "Oh, I'm glad he's gone."
0: Okay.
2: That's just what I got. I mean,
0: five and three since he's gone tells me otherwise.
2: I'm not saying... Well, is it five and three since
0: he's gone? I'm not saying... I think they're four and three since he's gone.
2: It didn't make it better. Because I think the way that... Getting rid of Ariza, who was a rather low-energy player, and replacing that with Oubre, who is a much higher-energy player, also um, moving... uh, Bridges, into this, moving Melton into the starting lineup, so that takes a little bit off of Booker helps, but also provides that uh, balance with the defense with Melton on, on one on one side and Bridges on the other um, I, I think there's a lot to that, I don't know if Melton is the long term answer I mean, he has I mean, maybe in a year or two I don't see him being much more than a Patrick Beverly type, which isn't the worst thing in the world, right? But I mean I don't know if it's still not it's still a position that could be upgraded in other ways. I mean there's there is talk that Dennis Smith Jr. is available. I don't know if he's a player the Suns wanna want go after, but I mean for whatever reason the Mavericks aren't interested in having two playmakers. They're like Luca's Luca's our dude. And we're going to roll with him, and everybody else is just like got to feed off that. And I guess apparently they just don't think that Dennis Smith Jr. and Luca Mesh, so he's available. Um, Who's the other guy who's available right now? Somebody else is available. Um, I'm blanking. But I mean, there's other guys who are out there who could potentially be gotten in restricted free agency. like Terry Rozier, Tyus Jones, these guys all have upside that, but they haven't, they're not max players yet, but they give the opportunity they could develop into something. So we may be able to get a player on a relatively reasonable deal who can turn into something really good. So I mean, that's my hope is, is getting a guy who can, once he gets put into a starting role, is just like unleashed.
0: Right, right. And you know I'm. Give me a moment. Somebody else say something. Thoughts. Raph, say something.
1: Well, yeah, I was just gonna say. You I was... just call
0: him Raph? I did.
1: <laughs> Raff, it doesn't matter.
0: Raph. 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 What did you just call? Raph. R- Raph.
2: Yeah, th- that's how it's like... pronounced on Ninja Turtles.
0: I was just gonna say that.
1: <laughs> Go well, on. I was just gonna say on the on the whole gang of point guard thing. I think the Dennis, like yeah, there's the rumors about Dennis Smith Jr being available but I think his what, what the Mavericks are going to be asking for and we the the Suns just don't have or they have the assets but it'll be too much to give up for what we would want to give up to get that sort of thing and and we're probably more likely to put in a restricted offer on someone and hope that that we can't we, we can essentially overpay to get someone like a Terry because I think a low ball offer for a Rozier the Celtics will match you know, sure. same, yeah same with same with same with Minnesota. That I don't know. They they're not going to want to keep Jeff T ground for his whole contract. I'm just I'm assuming Derek Rose is not going to keep having insane nights like like this unless um, unless Tibbs has some magic secret thing with him and Rose that's going right. on. Right. Um, so I think yeah, it's it's going to be tough. And and uh, uh, Melton's Melton's done well starting now, but. Um, it just seems more and more we just need a, a solid option there to keep keep this team moving forward and, and growing. Because there's a lot of a lot of interesting pieces. I'm I'm really liking this the Kelly Oubre signing now. whether or not we'd want to try and keep him as a restricted free agent.
2: I mean, I think it all depends on the number.
1: Exactly. Uh, if if we can get him at, at a reasonable number, I'm because uh, you know if he develops his three point shot, um, that there's definitely something there. Um, in the Wizards game, um, when they were at, at Washington, he was defending Beal. Now, I put that down more so that he's had a lot of familiarity defending mm-hmm. Beal. But Beal was going off and they decided to put him on. That game went to, what it was, like a 1,000 overtimes or whatever it was like that. And then tonight he was defending Russell Westbrook. So I think Kakoshkov sees something there where he can be that guy that we throw off on the second unit and he, he gets def- puts, put on to defend the main ball handler, the main primary scorer on the team. Then it gives us options where we can throw out a lineup like Booker, Jackson, Warren, Ubre and Aiden. And we've got a really switchable lineup. If he can start getting that three, we've got players who can um, mm-hmm. who can hit hit the three point shot and, and, and run and run decent NBA off it, and offense. So So right. um, yeah, I mean there's there's some options there. Let's hopefully like in the like we'll see how he develops over the rest of the season and um, if it gets the right number then I'm all
0: for it. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I've, I've liked Ubre. I mean, he's quickly, even though tonight was his first home game. I feel sure. like he's the, the the Suns nation, if you will, has quickly taken to him. It's definitely it, the eyes. It's the it, I mean, eyes are obviously a huge part of it, <laughs> <laughs> but he just <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> he just stepped right into the team, and just watching the way he interacts with the other players, the way you know they're they're engaging together. It's like he's been with them for an extended period of time, even though it's been four games, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which is encouraging to see, because ultimately, when we look back and we look at guys like Tyson Chandler and like Trevor Reza and how the team was, team was performing when they were there, I think that, and, and this kind of goes to what you are you were saying, Paul, and why I disagree with you about the whole locker room thing, the energy is completely different now that those guys are gone. Right. And I think there's a re- there has to be a reason for that. And... Unless you're in that locker room, or unless you know these guys, you're probably not going to know the real reason, but I think you can draw the conclusion as to what that reason is. If they were not performing with energy, weren't staying in games, were not competing, didn't look like they were trying a lot of time when those dudes were there, and suddenly the switch flips, 2 plus 2 equals 4.
2: Right. I I mean, I'm not denying what we see on the court. This team is a completely different team since that trade. If this team that we are seeing now had been playing since the beginning of the season, it'd be a very different record. I don't know if they'd be in the conversation with
0: every other team in the Western Conference, but I think it'd be a lot closer. And you also have to take into account that through that first, we'll call it quarter of the season, the Suns had, if I'm not mistaken, the most difficult schedule in the NBA. And if it wasn't the most difficult, it was one of the most difficult. Right. Yeah, it
1: was. Yeah. It was the, it the toughest strength to schedule. So
0: they're
2: coming on right at a time when they could actually make a potentially. After this next four or so game stretch, which is pretty yeah damn hard, they could probably start to make a a. A mini run and just kind of become a move up into like a more respectable level of a
0: team. Right, and I think when you know when you say run. I recognize, I assume, this is what you mean. You're not talking about like a <coughs> run to try to qualify for the playoffs, but we're not going to win 12 games or 16 right. games like we are on the pace to win before right. this, this, this yeah, past eight-game streak I'm talking like occurred. we could
2: get into the mid-high
0: 20s in wins,
2: potentially. Sure. If this team continues to play and improve the way it has over the last couple of weeks.
0: Now, one thing I, I want to point out, because I just have my phone here, and Evan Sidery just tweeted something out, uh, a quote from Aiton after the game. Uh, and Aiton said, if the offensive end isn't working for me, I'm just going to play defense. And uh, Evan followed up that tweet by saying, or in the same tweet, saying, you know, Aiton showed some growth defensively tonight in his third go-around versus Steven Adams. So this is the fourth game the Suns have played against the um, Thunder already this year. Adams didn't play the first game. Second game, Adams scored 18, again, presumably matched up oftentimes against Aiden. <coughs> second game, or third game, you know, yeah. second game eight, um, uh, Adams played, he scored 26. Tonight, 12 points. Right. And it's not like he played limited minutes, even though he kept going back to the locker room. <laughs> but he played 35 minutes. Uh, and, you know, it, it kind of shows that, that, that development with Aiden. And I feel like, and I don't have this in front of me, but... I feel like there was a similar type of difference seen, and I want to say it was Spurs when he was matched up against Aldridge between the first game and the second game. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it might have been another significant big in the West, yeah. but it was. It, 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 he's showing that that development and that that ability to play defense, or at least the potential to play solid defense, and you know that that brings up a, a point since we were also just talking about. Dennis Smith Jr. and the Mavs, and not wanting to have two playmakers. <coughs> Luka Doncic. Okay. Okay. Look. The floor is yours. I'm not going to sit here and <laughs> say the dude is having a bad year, obviously. I'm not going to say he sucks. He's having a... What I think people expected him to do, just kind of like Aiton's doing what people expected him to do, at least I expected him to do, uh, as a rookie, Um but one thing i brought up last year when we were going through the whole Doncic versus Ayton debate was how Doncic fell off throughout last year's EuroLeague started off hot fell down and paul don't interpret my hand levels here okay <laughs> started off hot fell down a little bit to being you know still a very solid player fell down to being average, and started, continued to dwindle down to being kind of shit towards the end of the year. Now, in the EuroLeague playoffs or EuroCup, whatever the hell they call it, he, he showed up. He did. Credit to him there. But the same thing is happening, at least shooting percentage-wise for him this year, yet nobody's talking about that. But if DeAndre Ayton misses one frickin' assignment, Twitter, everything blows up going, oh, see, he can't play any defense. But I mean, and we were talking about this before, and I'll say it again now because we're recording... But you look at Doncic's splits this year, and now he get it three months in, or three months in. He played eight games in October, 12 games in November, 12 games in December. October, he shot 45.8% overall, 40% from three-point range. November, he shot 43.3% overall, 36.8% from three-point range. December, and this might not include tonight, because he made seven threes tonight, right? Yeah. But still, it's not going to kick his average all, all that much. But he shot 40.6% overall and 30.4% from three-point range. And I said this last year when we were going through this conversation that that concerned me. That as the year goes on, and a year in EuroLeague where it's not as long or as grueling as the NBA, and he was showing that type of fatigue, fatigue fall-off, whatever it might be, and it's happening again this year. And, okay, happens in EuroLeague. There was the whole, well, he played you know, however many months straight, didn't have time off. Well, he didn't play in Summer League. He didn't do any significant basketball activity. I'm sure he was playing, but didn't do any significant basketball activity over the offseason this year. And the same thing's happening. That's not an anomaly last year. This is starting to become a pattern. Yet again, like I said, nobody's saying shit about it because Luka Doncic is the second coming of Jesus to people out there. And like I said... I'm not saying he's a bad player. Obviously, I think he's we going. May to,
2: need some more he's going to be
0: an all-star. He's probably going to eventually, at some point in his career, be considered a superstar. Maybe, maybe. But he may already but be the, by some people. Well, I'm sure. Yeah, by a lot of people, he is. But ultimately, the difference in levels that people, especially the Doncic stands, if you will, tend to put out there. In terms of the difference between Doncic and Aiton is just freaking absurd. It's absurd.
2: Yeah, it's like the fact... The number one overall pick is essentially forgotten. Right. Hey. I mean, and he it's not like he's Anthony Bennett. He's not even close first to Anthony all, Bennett.
0: First of all, don't even say things like that. Okay? Okay. But go on. He's,
2: you know, he is putting up
0: a statistically great
2: season as well for a center. He
0: has 22 double-doubles at, le- uh, at least, because it was 21 the other day when I saw, and I don't know if that was included in the last game or not. He got one tonight.
2: And, like, the num- the numbers are, that he's putting up, like, the guys he compares to are Shaq, Duncan, like, freaking... I Not Will, no, but... Um, they're superstar players, and the only people who notice or even seem to care about that is Suns Twitter. And even, and even in Suns Twitter, we got a lot, we got a lot of residual donchicness mm-hmm. that we're dealing with. And the last couple games have really helped that, I think. It's really been, um, you know, he's really started to show things both offensively and defensively, like really starting to put in complete games which has been nice to see and hopefully that stays consistent. He has talked about his understanding that consistency is like really the biggest thing. Um, so we'll see how that goes, but yeah, I mean I agree. Just see like maybe it's just cuz like he hasn't been as flashy as he could be. Like he's not going up there. He had I mean he had some of those dunks tonight, but even still he's not and maybe it's also just because he doesn't think it's appropriate to like really like show off like after a big dunk because mm-hmm. they're losing mm-hmm. a lot of the time. And he's like, I don't think I've earned that yet. But, I mean, that's what gets you on House of Highlights.
0: And you know what? If, if he's not going to be all flashy and loud and obnoxious and he's going to put up double-doubles every be- night, freaking do it all you want. Yeah, I'll, I'll be his voice. I will be as obnoxious as anyone could possibly stand about DeAndre Ayton and I have been, and I will continue to be until i 'm dead, which might be before his careers over who knows I live a wild lifestyle paul wild Roth, what do you think man what do you think what do you, what do you think about the whole Doncic is God and DeAndre Ayton is you know a moderate okay nBA player um, obviously that's hyperbole, but you know
1: i'm actually all right with it i think um, I think a little bit of uh um going under the radar with the media helps a player, especially when the team's been struggling so much. And it seems like Deandre is actually quite thoughtful about his game and and what what his role is, uh, which is really good to see. There was that little, um, uh, I think it was during a game or after a game, him and Booker had a little bit of an argument on the court or Mm -hmm. something like that. And I don't really pay too much attention to that. That's just players having, showing emotion, which is actually a good thing. (laughs) So I I actually am not worried. Doncic has been incredible. he he rightfully deserves the praise that he's getting because he's doing some incredible things on the court, and I just think it pure 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 fact of the Mavs are closer to the playoff race than the Suns are. Um, the Mavs have been a more competent franchise than the Suns have been in the past.
0: Outside of the you know rampant sexual harassment in the front office, but hey, who cares about that? Outside
1: of that, maybe the Suns <laughs> maybe the Suns have that on them. But I'll talk about on the, on the court. Cards, I got you. I got you. Um, th- th- they've been a bit more confident than than, than they have been. So, um, so look, I, I have no problem with the amount of love that Don Chish is getting. I'll give him just as much love as most people give him. Um, but having said that, I think I can. you can definitely see a future there for Aiden. Now, whether or not that's going to translate to Rookie of the Year, I mean, who really cares? Like, it's a nice thing to have, but... Um, but I think I think I think that he's shown development already so far in the twenty something ish games. How many games are we up to 30th now? I think. Oh yeah. Um, he's he's shown he's shown some development. Um, he's shown improvements in his game. He's shown. Thirty six. Um, thoughtfulness in his game and understanding what he needs to do to help the team win, and you can see that when the team succeeds, he's he's all over the place. He's he's got mm-hmm. he's got his, his hands in the game where he needs to be. So. Um, I I really I really do have no concerns about it so far.
0: Yeah, and and you know, I again, I I have no problem heaping praise on Doncic, not that I do it, but I don't have a problem with people doing it. But for me it's more of that disparity that I see in the comparisons and the fact that Ayton's an afterthought. And 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 I think you bring up an excellent point that it probably does have a lot to do with the record and with the franchise, but to hold that against a kid is kind of ridiculous. And Paul, to your point, you know, you mentioned what he's what, what Aiton's been doing puts him in the echelon with, you know, some of the, the, the greats of the game. And I had pulled this and now I'll we'll say this was from about a week ago. But I had just run a run a search on basketball reference uh, looking for who in their rookie season averaged 16, 10, and two assists. And there are a total of nine players in NBA history to do that. And and Aiton is doing that. I assume he's still doing that because, again, this was like a week ago. I haven't run it again. But you've got Aiton. You've got a guy named David Robinson. Ever hear of him? You've got a guy named uh, Tim Duncan. Ever hear of him? You've got a guy named Oscar Robinson. Ever hear of him? You've got a guy named Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That's five of the guys in there. The other four being Jerry Lucas, Marquise Johnson, Terry Cummings, and Walt Bellamy. Not exactly a bad list of guys to be around, you know what I mean? And I think the, the the fact that he's doing that and is not getting the attention I think it deserves is is kind of where I have an issue. I have a disagreement, and you know I think it's frankly patently absurd, if you will.
2: Well, I mean, I'll be interested to see how, assuming the Suns continue to maintain this. I don't know if I want to call it strong, but at least competent play. I'd call it
0: strong. I'd call it competent. I mean, I mean, mean, (laughs) competent. I don't want to call it strong yet. I would call it strong.
2: I don't want to call it strong yet because I mean, a strong strong play is a team that's like actually contending for a playoff spot. But if they isn't
0: it all relative.
2: (laughs) But if they continue to play the, the way they are now and like are continuing to be in games, continuing to you know. Win at a reasonable percentage for a rebuilding team. I think some of that will start to come. I think it's just the absurdly bad start the Suns had really threw any kind of wrench into any ideas of a rookie of the year race or anything like that. Not that it's not still can't be a race, but that's the Suns team start really put. Aiden. Basically, the race started and Aiden had a flat tire. I, I and I, and now I, he's gotta I think play catch up.
0: I think I I don't think there was ever a race. I think Luka Doncic was handed the Rookie of the Year award before he was even drafted. I really <coughs> I really think that. I mean, unless he came out it was just complete waste of space. But he I don't think anybody expected. I mean, the guy's been playing pro ball for four years and he's nineteen years old, yeah. twenty years old. He has that step up too, which nobody seems to pay attention to. But again, yeah, all I know is. He better not shoot, like, 28% from three and 38% from the field overall in January. Otherwise, the Doncic stands out there really are not going to want to hear anything from me. <laughs> that's all. That, that's it. All right. Fellas, anything else? rough? I feel like even though you're the guest here, we have completely you monopolized, monopolized this. this. Look, we're even using the same word at the same time. This is <laughs> weird. Anything else from you, my friend? I mean, we're, hey, we're going to the Nuggets game tomorrow night. Maybe I'll get this published before then. Probably not. Who knows? I ain't got shit to do tomorrow. Maybe I will. So if you all are there, we'll be, we'll be around. Hit us up on Twitter and maybe we'll catch up. Paul, Paul's lame and apparently can't go to two games in a row. His wife and family won't let him. It's
1: <laughs> a budget.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Paul, what did we talk about before? Irresponsibly <laughs> impulsive decisions are a good thing in life.
2: I've made a couple too many of those. So I really <laughs> is that why we're
0: not going to the casino tonight? Is yeah. That, okay. Cool. All right, but anyway, so I I, I started by asking Roth if he had anything else to say, and then completely cut right back in. Roth, anything else, dude?
1: Uh, no, not really. I think uh, I think we've I think we've touched on a, a number of things. It's uh, it's this is my third time now in Phoenix, and it's uh, I'm always glad to come back, and uh, I'm glad to be uh, Have a a second show on the Fanning the Flames podcast.
0: Woo! Get out of that crazy, ridiculous summertime in Australia, right? Yeah. Nonsense. Just nonsense.
2: A true snowbird is somebody who, instead of coming here, goes to Australia for winter.
0: Okay. (laughs) Well.
2: Leaves Minnesota and goes to Australia. If you have any
0: old people listen to this, now you know. You're you're, you're now educated. So, all right. Um, On that note... We'll go ahead and wrap this up. You've learned so much tonight, today, this afternoon, whenever you're listening. You've learned about shoes. You've learned about... Non-basketball shoes. (laughs) Non-basketball shoes. You've learned about Australia, Santa Claus, and even a little bit about the Phoenix Suns, or at least our perspective of the Phoenix Suns. You know, one thing that I did want to talk about, but we're out of time. We won't do this. We'll do it next time. It's a
2: pod. We're not out
0: of time. No, we're not out of time. We're, you know, I don't know.
2: It's not like we got to get into the next episode of Friends. I
0: feel like I listen to Solar Panel too much because Tim always says that, and now here I am. like We're out of time. We're out of time. We, used to, we started this, we did it like for like 20 minutes, and we just started rambling. People started yelling at us. We didn't listen. We kept doing it, and Dave still lets us do it, so whatever, it's fine. But
2: well, Jane, until this episode, we actually had tamped down on the non-sun stuff. Hey, yeah, you know what? <laughs> We're bringing it back.
0: Every now and then, it'll happen.
1: We'll have to apologize early.
0: <laughs> so what happens when we? When we? It's better to ask for forgiveness than. I, <laughs> that's why you should go to the game tomorrow. I <laughs> <laughs> see. I've asked for enough forgiveness. Fair enough. Um, but no. But what I was gonna say was I. I. I next episode we'll get into it but James Jones as the permanent jam. I'm getting more and more on board with it I like it cliffhanger so anyway as always thank you very much for listening we appreciate you guys listening again you can catch me on twitter at so says J Paul
2: at dervish of world roth underscore after
0: boom underscore first I love that I might change mine make the underscore I might just put like underscores before and after each letter <laughs>
2: So, so it'll like be like 2 it
0: There'll be two, yeah. yeah. I don't get the clapping thing either. But anyway, digress. Um, so, as we always say here, again, thank you for listening. And until next time, depending on when you're listening, have yourself a good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Also, hopefully, we we'll see you guys at Brightside Night. I don't think you can buy tickets anymore, so we'll plug it. But January 9th. January 9th.
2: Cheerio!